So here you see a very uh, popular old symbol with six uh, points, but also a center uh, that uh, the upper triangle, Sat, Chit, Ananda, are the aspects of God, let's say the highest that one can conceive of, and then the powers that are used by God, which is will, knowledge, and the power of action, Kriya, Icha, Jnana, Kriya. But all of those are moved from the center uh, with a term I'm calling Kavitva. And a Kavi in Sanskrit is a poet. And the, the great poets of, uh, of India were the ones who uh, brought forth the beautiful expressions of divine beauty and divine love. And that power of Kavitva means the power of the poetry of your soul, the poetics of uh, the supreme reality. And that sensitivity to the poetry of life it's not simply the knowledge of truth in a, some philosophical way or, or some uh, uh, ontological, epistemological theory. No, it's the sensitivity to the poetry of every moment and, and the, the, the meaning moreness uh, of, of what is happening and the beauty of every being's heart and the infinite depth of that beauty that can only be perceived by one whose heart seeks the, the most beautiful and deep poetry of reality. So if you understand God as the ultimate poet, who not just verbally, but uh, the painting of reality, the, the beautiful drama, all of the arts that humans come up with are nothing compared to the artistry of God, the great cosmic poet. And the appreciation of that poetry will help you to understand the whole dynamics of creation, sustenance, and the withdrawal, finally, of the life energy from the apparent world and re returning it all to the source, to God, so that a new dream with infinite beauty, uh, without any exhaustion or, uh, or negativity, uh, appears, manifests as the reflection of the perfection of our being that has been cleansed of all of the apparent stains uh, that it has uh, received through the falling into the illusion of existence within the hologram. Falling into the dream and losing one's wakefulness, one's true discernment one's uh, true awareness uh, of the timeless uh, and uh, eternal presence that underlies the appearances that show up in the mirror of consciousness, which is untouched by anything that appears. And it's that purity that produces the uh, manifestations on the basis of the integration of beauty and truth, which is really what kavitva is. That sensitivity in which truth and beauty are one in every action, every kriya, every thought, uh, every feeling, uh, every aspect of your being that is 
uh, noted in this symbol is united in the, uh, the manifestation, appreciation, and unification with infinite truth and beauty. Expressed in this world in the explicate order, but completely present at every moment as the essence of what you are. That was beautiful. It's a it's a follow up question to the, the what you just explained. Um, this uh, idea of poetry or the form of poetry. Why why poetry over something else like comedy or a story or something else? Why no poetry? no comedy includes uh, can be poetic and so can every story. Poetics is the archetype of all of the arts. Okay, you could call it aesthetics as well. It's the essence of the appreciation of beauty at the deepest level that can then be expressed in, in any form and in every form, in all action, all kriya, all of it. This world is poetry, but used in that ultimate sense of the word, not simply in the sense of verbal or, or oral recitation, but in the, in the deep understanding that we tend to express in words, whether in love letters or in letters of, uh, or, or conversations of deep emotion, right? We want to express and to see and to feel the beauty of the other, of the self, of the world, of God. We want to abide in beauty and goodness and truth. And it's, it's that poetry of reality that in a way is the balm that en enables us to transcend the vulgarity of the false belief uh, in, in an objective reality. When everything simply is the expression of the poetry of God's heart. Okay. Thank you, Shunya. Um, yeah, this is very touching. Um, I'm curious as to what would be the relationship or the distinction between this poetry um, and, and Dharma. Mm. Uh, there's a, a very profound relation. You know, the great classical poetry was not free verse. It was confined to very uh, stringent forms, like a sonnet, for example, or couplets. And there were rhyme schemes and rhythm, iambic pentameter, or other limitations in the, uh, in the meter, uh, in the, uh, the, the rhythm, the rhyme, the, uh, the types of metaphors, uh, the the power of poetry came from the constraints that were put upon the poet to be as brief, as concise, as accurate, as absolute uh, in the expression so that, that the poem would, would be something that uh, stood out as a gem of truth and beauty and wisdom that one would not ordinarily find in the prosaic uh, chattering of the mind. And it's that, that diamond-like expression that can be put into, uh, into words by a master, whether a, a master painter or a master musician or a, a master of, uh, of actual you know, literary poetry or of drama. 
it's, it's that capacity for getting the exact, accurate sense of what is called for in this moment of kairos time that explodes the chronos illusion into the ion of the absolute and, and reveals it through a very short uh, set of words. The haiku of, uh, in Japan uh, is a great example of that. 18 syllables, right? Three lines, you've got to get it all in uh, f such a few words, uh, but present uh, a, a scene or a picture or an image that perfectly contains a feeling that, that brings you into relation to the absolute. It brings eternity into time. Okay, so Dharma is the same kind of constraint put upon life. As the poet John Ciardi said, the power of the genie comes from being caught in the bottle, right? Once he comes out of the bottle, the lamp, whatever, uh, and gives his three wishes, it is exhausted, it's over. But you keep him in there and he has to keep giving you your wishes as long as he's, uh, he's in there. It's the containment of the energy, the alchemical vessel that has no leaks to it, that transforms everything uh, that appears into its absolute essence. And this is the yagya, the sacrificial fire. And through living our lives with those kinds of constraints, the energy that would otherwise be dispersed and acted out in lower chakra forms is sublimated and sublated to the highest level of consciousness. These are the three rivers, by the way, that we could also speak of in, the, in terms of the kumbamela. It's the sushumna and the ida and the pingala that uh, are, create a confluence. They join at different points. There are minor kumbamelas, and then when they meet at the headwaters of chakra seven and they merge in that ultimate realization of satchit and ananda, which is what they come to, to carry at that high level between chakra six and seven, then they merge into an explosion of bliss, which uh, brings liberation. But it comes from that sensitivity to the absolute uh, poetry and perfection of life that through living in accord with truth and with uh, non-resistance, with absolute goodness and love and non-aggression and, uh, and without vanity, you see? Dharma really means a life without vanity. That is sacrifice. And it's that that then purifies the heart to be able to express God's will, uh, God's action, God's knowledge, God's poetry, rather than being obstructed by the ego's vain desire to look good or to uh, appear in a certain way, because that obscures the, the beauty of poetry, right? The poet can't have any ego to be an amanuensis of the word of God, the logos, that must flow through in, in complete, precise accuracy. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org.
To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste.